You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday. First podcast officially now after Alvin Gentry was dismissed by your New Orleans Pelicans. We covered it a little bit on the Saturday emergency edition of Locked on Pels. If you want the immediate reaction, go back, listen to that one as well. Today, we're going to get into a little bit more. First, the human side of everything. There is that factor, whether you're pro-Gentry being gone or not. It's kind of a weird situation because this isn't an easy decision going on. But there's a lot to take away from the fact that this was a hard decision. And then we're going to go into a quote that David Griffin had at his media availability. I'm actually going to play it for you in today's show so you'll get to hear it. That makes me think that this was a foregone conclusion. And I don't think that necessarily surprises a lot of people. So I'll tell you what that is and what we can read away, take away from the situation with that. And then finally, what's next? This is going to be a long process, I think. So don't read too much into rumors you're hearing or anything like that, because frankly, I don't know if there's actually a front runner for the job right now. So let's dive into all of this and probably a little bit more in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So in the emergency show the other day, I didn't get into the kind of the human aspect of things, which I think is always kind of important to keep in mind. I know a lot of people were rooting for this outcome, rooting for Alvin Gentry to be like, oh, or wanting, maybe rooting's a poor word, because he simply just wasn't getting it done as a head coach for the team. And make no mistake, I'm firmly on the side of it was time for him to go. In the bird is the word newsletter that I send out every Monday morning, I said that that is like the first thing in there. This, this had to happen for this team right now. So it's still a little bit weird to be like, okay, coach is gone. Yay, right? Because someone's losing their job. That's like never a fun thing. Even if that person is still going to make $5.4 million to sit at home next season. It's just never a fun thing to root for things like that. So Gentry's out. But this is a guy who had a very interesting tenure here in New Orleans. And things weren't always fair to him. Circumstances outside his control. There were a lot of injuries, a lot of weirdness and stuff that you never, ever see. But also some of that led to kind of the disconnect between him and David Griffin, I think. First and foremost, he went through 140 different starting lineups in 400 games as head coach. That is an absolutely bonkers number. Injuries, trades, all of that stuff really kind of did that to him. And when you don't have some sort of consistency with the starting group to really find a groove and to solidify your rotations... Yeah, you're going to no one's going to succeed in circumstances like that. But at the same point, there wasn't really anything that felt consistent about this roster. No coaching principles, no identity or anything like that other than just play fast. And that probably had a lot to do with the lack of success that he experienced as head coach, too. So while a lot of this stuff is outside of his control, a lot of it was in his control as the head coach, and he just simply wasn't able to get it done. Some of the weirdness that kind of surrounded Gentry with this team, we can go back a couple of seasons to the Anthony Davis stuff at the end of the year where 
Dell Demps was fired. Ownership wasn't meeting with uh, the media to really talk about anything. You had a guy like Danny Ferry who answered some things when he was the interim. He was never going to take this job anyway, but he didn't really have much insight to say about that stuff and kind of disappeared after a while. And it was left to Gentry to talk about Anthony Davis with the team and just in the firing line of the local media, national media, every single day, just kind of answering things as the best he could, despite being frustrated with a situation that, frankly, had nothing to do with him in terms of AD trying to force his way out. And then most recently, you had the minutes restriction for Zion Williamson. Of course, Gentry would play him more if he could, but he wasn't allowed to. And at a certain point, he has to answer to other people. He did and did the right thing. Good soldier, right? But seemed to be a little bit frustrated and at times kind of took some shots and you could see maybe a divide growing between him and David Griffin saying that like it's out of his hands. You guys should ask, you know, Griffin or the medical staff or ownership about all of this. And I'm sure that didn't exactly sit well with Griffin and some others, even though if you're Gentry, it makes a lot of sense. Like I'd be frustrated in that situation too. But as I said, Despite some of these circumstances, injuries, other things, you know, the boogie injury that led to just kind of the direction of the franchise changing, all of that, still the coach, you still had Anthony Davis, you still had Drew Holiday, you've had other all-stars, this team's never been good defensively, they've been good enough offensively, even though they haven't been great during a lot of the stretch, and it just doesn't seem like this was something that could continue anymore, and now it's not. And it's a shame. Again, he was a very nice guy. Would always chat with us after his media availability. So when the cameras go off, he'd sit there talking to people. Very social. You saw him out in the community a lot too. And in the statement that the team put out, both David Griffin and Gail Benson said, New Orleans is better off for having had Alvin Gentry. And I don't disagree with that statement whatsoever. So it's just kind of a business and how it goes. And it was very clearly, in my opinion, time to move on from Alvin Gentry. The team has, but I think it was obvious to a lot of other people too, even before the bubble started. And in the next segment here, I'll play you the quote from David Griffin that's very illuminating on kind of the thought process and everything that went on into this. So coming up here in a moment, you'll hear from David Griffin. Before we get to that, today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy, just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, The Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Support the local restaurants in your area. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities safe where they operate. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked on NBA. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked on NBA. Don't forget that's code Locked on NBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. The only podcast coming to you all five days a week. 
breaking down all the biggest topics about this team. Alvin Gentry's out. The future of this franchise it almost hinges on this hire to some degree. We're going to cover it from all angles here. We're going to be previewing and looking at all of the top candidates for this. And it's going to be a long process. And you want to know what's going on. We're going to have it here at Locked On Pelicans. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. All right, let's hear now from David Griffin. My history as a general manager, um, the immediacy of what's happening in a given situation in terms of results is less important than the process to us. And this was a process that we, we looked at the totality of what almost felt like multiple seasons this year um, and felt like it was the right thing to do. And it was absolutely not a function of solely the bubble results. And Frankly, had we been more successful in the bubble, this could have still been the decision we made. We like that's all a pretty teams telling quote right habits. there. I don't think myself, he seemed really happy with that. the and job Gentry had done all season long. I think when he looked at this roster, it wasn't the flame out of the bubble and in the eight seeding games, but the fact that maybe this team underperformed all season long. There was a 13 game losing streak in there. Yes, you didn't have Zion for all of that, but at the same point. We've looked at this team. They should have been better than they are defensively. They're, you know, they moved up one place in the defensive rankings from last year's abomination of a team, and they should have been better than they are. They should have had a better record than they were. And frankly, we've seen consistently during Gentry's tenure, this team coming out flat to start games. That's happened through all five years. And I think when he looked at all of this, it just wasn't right. And there's another quote that I'll play here in a second that also illustrates that, that when you have a team that's this young, this impressionable, and you want to get the most out of them, this head coach wasn't doing it. And that's why they decided to make this move. Now, they maybe wanted to spin the wheels to, to some degree for another year with him, but how things went during the regular season, it just was, no, this team should have been better. I think we all agree with that. And they weren't. And here's something that Griff said at the opening of his press conference that I think is also very telling as well. We, like all teams, are the sub of our habits. And beginning with myself, everyone contributes to that. And our habits just are not good enough as we sit here today. I mean, do you need it any clearer than that, that he wasn't happy with the job that Alvin Gentry did? Again, there was some growing divide between them. I don't think he was thrilled that Gentry kind of got fed up with what was going on with Zion's minutes and all of that. And... Griffin repeatedly said during his media availability that it's about culture, fit, being in lockstep with him and the head coach, and that doesn't seem to have been the case right now. And that's okay, but obviously he thought this team underperformed and the habits weren't there, the things that you do to make you successful, the process, if you will, was not there. And that's what led to the team being in the position that they are. And when you have a young and impressionable team, that you're looking to grow and have become better players, you can't have that be the situation. And that is probably, at the end of the day, the simplest way to describe why they made the move uh, to fire and move on from Alvin Gentry. What's also kind of telling is how Griffin spoke about the rest of the coaching staff. We think pretty highly of a number of them, at least Chris Finch, kind of the offensive coordinator, if you will, of the team, someone who will be a head coach sooner rather than later in the league. He's interviewed for those before. And then a guy like Fred Vinson, who did a wonder with Ingram shooting, with Lonzo Ball's shooting, even a guy like Jamel McMillan, too, whom the team is very high on, who does a lot of work with the guards and others as well, and bringing some of the player development and running it back that you've seen from the team. And here's what Griff had to say about the assistant coaches. 
we feel very strongly about the assistant coaching staff we have. Um, very many of them uh, we've already connected. In fact, I've connected with almost all of them. And we feel strongly about the quality of staff that, that we had. Um, some of those individuals um, potentially will be head coaching candidates elsewhere. Uh, Chris Finch, certainly among them. Um, and, and we feel strongly about Chris. He'll be part of our conversation moving forward, and it's our intention that many of our staffers here will continue with the next regime at some point. If you want to sign that things were not right at the top, listen to that. They hope that a number of, maybe most of, the coaching staff will remain with the team, and yet the team still underperformed and still looked that lackadaisical and everything negative you want to throw out there around the franchise and the players out there on the court still look that bad when you have such a strong staff that they want to keep. That's kind of telling that things are wrong at the top and the wrong approach is being taken and you don't have the right guy in charge. Because David Griffin does let them, for the most part, work very autonomously, the coaching staff. They do their thing. Yes, the uh, front office wants to see certain lineups and combinations out there and does have some say in it. But for the most part, it's the coach's decisions and they let them do their thing. If you have a lot of the other pieces in place, but not the main guy, these th- things soured here. Things were not going well, which again led to them making this move immediately at the end of the bubble. And frankly, probably had this decision made in advance of the bubble is what it seems to me to be in a few Tate Griffin's quotes from that I played earlier in the show here. So this was something that just had to happen, it feels like. As nice of a guy as Gentry is, was not the best coach for this team, for this organization, for this franchise right now. And that's why this job now is open. So coming up, what about the timeline of this process to hire a new head coach? We'll give you some insight into that, play another quote from David Griffin as well, and share my thoughts on how this all might go coming up here in just a moment. Before that, though, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, period, full stop. I eat one of these daily for lunch. And frankly, the only thing that's better than Built Bar is, well, Built Bar, because they've got the new and improved formula, new flavors, new packaging, new website, new everything, and they're going to be even better than before. And I cannot wait. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, making them seem more like a candy bar than a protein bar. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're not chalky. They're not dry. You don't need to grab like a bottle of water and chug it after you eat one of these like you do with those other protein bars. They're great for people who want to maintain weight, lose weight, while also just eating something that is pretty good. And they're very, very healthy for you. They've got lower uh, calories, lower sugar, fewer carbs, and more protein than any other bar out there on the market. You can get ones that have very different flavor profiles, 180 calories, but 18 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar, or 5 grams net carbs, or you can go with like cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. I use these because as a meal replacement for lunch. They are awesome. And Built Bar has a new promo code with their relaunch of everything. First, you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. And then when you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off over at BuiltBar.com. 
All right. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Again, the only podcast Monday through Friday for you all. There's new stuff to talk about every single day, particularly now. And there's going to be a lot of rumors coming up with everything. You need to know what to make of all of it. So make sure you're subscribed so you get the show the second it comes out, wherever you get your podcast from. So what's next, right? Now that the Pelicans are entering their offseason officially, and now that there's a head coaching vacancy, is this going to be something that's resolved or something that's going to go for a long time? David Griffin gave us the answer, and it's going to go for a long time, but I'll let him put it in his words. We will not be quick with this at all. Um, there, This is not a rush. Um, we have a job that we believe is going to be the most attractive in the NBA, quite frankly. Um, and with all of the candidates still in the bubble, uh, for the most part, I mean, obviously there are some that may not be, but for the most part, all of the candidates that you may want to talk to are still with teams in, in many circumstances. So I would say that the virus itself is going to dictate some of our timeline. This, this isn't going to be done solely via Zoom. So depending upon when we're able to sit down and really get to know one another, we'll, we'll have more updates from then on. Yeah, this is going to take a while. And I'm going to have Fletcher Mackle on tomorrow's show, and we'll get into it a little bit more. But this is something that needs to take a while as well, partially due to a logistics thing. David Griffin talked about it, that this is not going to be just a couple of Zoom interviews and they pick someone. He is very big on wanting to get to know someone and connecting with someone and really seeing if that person is right for whatever role it is within this organization. And you need to meet with someone in person with that. The fact that the bubble is still going on, the fact that there's still a pandemic around complicates things immensely. It's not like people can just jet on over here from Orlando, from the bubble to go for an interview and then go right on back. And it's not like David Griffin can get into the bubble again to interview some of these people. And frankly, he probably wants more people there with him to interview for some of these things. So this doesn't seem like it will get resolved for a while. And it shouldn't. This is such a critical hire for New Orleans and such a pivotal moment for the franchise that they should leave like no stone unturned. Do all of the due diligence possible when it comes to this. You don't want to, in two or three years, be hiring another head coach for Zion Williamson. This is that critical of a moment in time for New Orleans. You've got to get this right, or at least you've got to be really sure on the person you hire, even if it doesn't work out later down the line. And so for that reason, this is going to go for a while. And some of the top candidates, Ty Lue, Jason Kidd, Clippers, Lakers, Darvin Ham, Milwaukee Bucks, those people are going to be in the bubble for a while. The NBA Finals end if they were to go to a Game 7 on October 12th. We are in April, or sorry, April, August. It feels like it's still April. August right now, other than the heat. That does not feel like April here in New Orleans. So this isn't going to get resolved anytime soon. And you're going to hear a lot of rumors about things. There's going to be a lot of stuff being thrown out there. And Fletcher has more on this. Those names are going to be truthful. Like I said, there's some smoke behind Jason Kidd is the best way to put it. But we are so early in this process. It's going to take so long that there is no front runner for it. And if someone says so, that's not the fact. I can tell you this team's not reaching out to people over the next week. So this is something that's going to go for a while. There's going to be a lot, a lot of rumors. The names might end up being truthful, but they're not always going to be the uh, kind of the, the smoke around it being truthful as well. So get ready for this because it's going to be a bit of a silly offseason for New Orleans when it comes to the coaching hire. All right. So 
Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. The only show here Monday through Friday for you all, basically every day, breaking down what you want to know about this team. And there's a lot right now. I know. I see the questions on Twitter, and we're going to be covering all of it. So subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. I almost completely forgot that this Thursday is the freaking draft lottery that the Pelicans are in. So we'll talk about that come Thursday as well. Tomorrow's show is going to have Fletcher Mackle of WDSU on, giving us some great insight onto how this all went down with Alvin Gentry, as well as what's next for the team you don't want to miss tomorrow's show. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Don't forget, check out BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On for $10 off your first order and then locked on MBA for $5 off your order of $15 or more over at DoorDash and no fees whatsoever with it. It's always a nice thing. Uh, thank you all for listening and I'll be back with you all tomorrow. <laughs>